0: Hey guys, welcome to your next stop with Juliette Hahn. I am super, I I say this every time, I'm super excited for my next guest, but I legitimately am. You guys can hear it. So Sujata, welcome to your next stop. Hi, thanks for having me. This is so exciting. Sujata and I go way back. We go way back to our city days. Sujata has been a entrepreneur that I've always admired because she's always been doing some really, really amazing things. So I can't wait till she gets into what she's doing because there's, I still actually have her purses in my closet because they're so timeless and amazing. So she'll give us little snippets of all the things that she has done and then what she is doing now. So Sujata, I like, thank you for taking the time because I know you're a busy woman and um, thank you for being uh, here with your next stop. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am.
1: Welcome to your next stop. My journey goes back to um, the days after I finished fashion school and um, I wasn't so keen on working for others and I really wanted to be a designer. So um, I just started making things. I was making jewelry and a really good friend of mine, Darren Keith, who was a fashion photographer at the time, said, just make a collection and I'll do some test shots on models because that's what I'm doing right now. So I wound up getting photographs with, you know, a lot of the supermodels from way back when. And then one thing led to the next. And then all of a sudden, the fashion magazine started using my stuff. And basically, they would tell me that they were doing a shoot. And I would take my items right up to their office, they could pick from anything that I had made. So my first breakthrough was a headshot on Stephanie Seymour with one of my chokers. So that's where it all started. And from there, you know, I did more jewelry and then I branched out into handbags. I'm going to pause you for a second
0: because I want you to tell a little bit about there was one thing that you um, that I always remembered you about because you always had a, like a very amazing uh, thing for detail. So what was
1: in the your jewelry? There was something with the clasps. Wasn't there something with the clasp? So I made a clasp in the back that was heart shaped and I had them made up in Rhode Island, and that became my signature, because I love hearts anyway, and I think they're so happy. So um, that was kind of like my little gift to people, like here's a heart with my jewelry. So yeah, all of my chokers had that heart-shaped clasp, and I just made so many different types and i would custom make them so i was measuring people's necks at that point point. <laughs> and i had i mean you know i know that um christy turlington bought one for claudia schiffer's birthday or like, all, like cindy crawford had one there were so many supermodels that were running around with this jewelry of mine and editors and those were really good times memorable and good times And I was so grateful for all of the support that all of the people in the industry gave me back then to take me to my next steps and to give me the courage in New York City to do this because that's not an easy task.
0: And I think that, I think you just hit on there. It's the courage because you saw, okay, people like this. I love doing this. So you did exactly, you followed your passion and then you were making other people happy. So it was like, oh my gosh, this just is kind of uh, going hand in hand. So you retired from the jewelry business. Can you give us a little detail, like why you retired and then how you got got
1: into the handbags? Well it wasn't so much of a retirement as it was an evolvement. Oh I love that. So I thought, okay, so what's next? Like let's do bigger pieces. Where is an opening? Because I did feel that the jewelry market was saturated, whereas the handbag market was open. So that's why I shifted. And, you know, again, I went from making little bags by hand in my apartment to finding that factory in Brooklyn and then starting to move around the world to source leather and beautiful zippers and whatever it is. You know, components that were different and nice, that were luxury, that I could offer to all of my clients, and I think that's where my business grew because people could get custom bags. They would have choices of all these unique materials, and I think that it made people really happy. And I continued getting press along with it. So what I really did was, is I continued jewelry on the side. I started doing scarves, so it became an accessories business. And then from there, like from the magazines, I did stuff for um, Hollywood. Movies. Um, I had some other celebrities coming through Soho shops and buying things. So yeah, it was a very interesting time. And and the thing that I love is I was one of like the original people to get
0: a Sujata bag. And she would, we would go to this factory and she would have us pick out what we wanted. And so that's one thing. I love handbags. Like I am not super, I wouldn't say super fashionable, but not in a negative way. I just, I like, like, I like certain things and handbags were it. So we would literally go and pick what we wanted and Sujata would say, okay, this is kind of how I'm doing it. And they were always... A little they they was always like a funky style to them. And that's what I loved. It wasn't your traditional handbag. There was always something that was special to it. And I literally have uh, I have your, your clutch because it was a timeless clutch and I love, totally timeless. I still have that and I still use it all the time. And then I have other bags that I've saved for my daughter because I, th- I really think that like down the road, it's gonna be like, hey, here's a really cool bag that you can, you can use. And some of the crocodile
1: prints that you had. I mean, you really had some really fabulous stuff. So now your daughter gets to pick out of my private few pieces that are left. They are going to be a gift to her because yes. you all are such supporters and you love my stuff. And you know, it goes back back again, like, you know, there was your group and the people that you introduced me to. And then of course I had the initial um, fashion industry people that supported my work. That's what it's all about. Like when people support you, you know, it's, it usually starts with one, just one thing or just one person, you know, supports you. Then another one does. And that holds true even today with all the time that has gone by. We're talking many years ago, people still need that support and encouragement. And that's what makes the ball roll. And it's so true. And I love that. And you've
0: always- been fashion forward and connect with the people that but i mean you are one of the hardest working people i 've you know ever met because you are a hustler in the best way of the word hustler like you just know what you want and you you go after it and that's what I love about you so take us after the the handbag so that was you do, and I don't want to say retire again but you you said something one time to me about why you stopped doing the handbags and I thought it was very interesting because you were in Berg was it Bergdorf's you were in the window
1: of Bergdorf's or Sachs or was it I was actually in Saks it was my first yes. big order from Saks And, you know, the bags were getting much bigger now, much more complex because I was trying to now compete with a lot of the luxury brands that were out there because because of the materials I used, you know, so I wasn't priced at their price, but I was coming in under them. You know, this is when you could still get, I guess, I don't know, a Louis Vuitton bag for $700, you know, (laughs) which is probably impossible now. But anyway, my bags at Saks were coming in at about 400, 500. And I think at that price point, people were looking at them and saying, well, why wouldn't I just buy the Louis bag? That's 700, a couple hundred more. And so, um, you know, Sachs had bought the whole collection from me. It was displayed beautifully. It was so exciting. But then Sachs turned around and said, well, we didn't really have a great sell through. So we would like you to take these back and not get paid for them. And we'll look at your next collection. But, you know, for a small designer, like that doesn't really work, you know, and that did not work in my case because this was a labor of love. I was financing everything myself, including doing the trade shows as well. And back then you had to do four collections a year. You didn't have all these outlets that you have now to sell merchandise. There was no Shopify. There was no Instagram, nothing, you know. So it was either you do it that way or you don't. So um, I continued selling bags, just private and to smaller companies. And I decided at that point, like maybe some of these big stores are not for me. And I did hear stories that were not so favorable about people that sold to Barney's and never got paid, you know, or they were trying to make them wait for four months. And and this is not, I'm not saying this in a negative way because it's the truth. Like everybody knows that that's part of the parcel, but you know, it's how much can you bear? And I couldn't bear that.
0: I want to pause. It's not that you couldn't bear it. You chose not to you made, you made a choice. It wasn't that your, your back got pushed against the wall. You were like, you know what, let me think. And I think that's a really important for entrepreneurs and women and men, whoever to, to think about there's times where you have, you always have a choice. Don't let anyone like dictate your choice, but you have to think about it because you made a really good choice because it was like, it doesn't fit in where you are in your life. And you didn't want to do that. So you made a choice to be like, Nope, sorry. And that was, and and that's beautiful. And that's okay. So I do want to
1: say that you know, you, you did make that choice. I did make a choice just like uh, the continuation of it was also a choice.
0: Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all women owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.aura, limited spelled out, com.
1: You know, for a short time after that, I did continue to source my leathers from beautiful places and continue to travel around to buy zippers or whatever it is that I was doing. But then lo and behold, I got engaged and married and pregnant in one year. So then I was like, wait a minute, do I want to be a wife and a mom now and check out that journey? Or do I want to be flying to Germany for a zipper? And the answer was very clear to me, a choice, that um, this is my golden time. This is my most beautiful creation I can make, which is you know my child, my family, and that whole life, because that's a very special journey. And no one should miss that, no matter what it is that they're doing. They have to find a way to work around that. I love that. So in my downtime, I call my downtime my, you know, my heavy-duty mommy years, um, I, it's a long story, but I managed to get my son on Broadway, actually, for his very first audition in his entire life. I coached him for the audition. He landed up on Broadway. He landed up right after that from one show to a second show, On Broadway. And then of course, after that, we had to go down this showbiz journey because if your kid does that, then you have to question, okay, they did two Broadway shows. Now what do I do? So I had to learn a lot. I had to put a team together of coaches and people that could help us and guide us. I had to get him signed. Um, So I did. I got him a fantastic agent on the East and West Coast I got a manager, I got um, lights and cameras and everything I needed to shoot all of these audition tapes that started coming our way. And I became mom agent. Yeah. Like an agent shooting everything, learning about film and video and editing, because all this stuff is a very quick turnaround. Um, I wound up going to acting class myself, and then I got swept into this whole thing. I became a SAG-AFTRA member myself, along with my son. We both signed on the same day. So I've worked a little bit in the entertainment field, and I do still audition. It's just another branch of what I do. (laughs) So that's still there.
0: (laughs) But so, you know, the thing is, and I think I, I love this and here's my pen. Um, I, it's when I'm like when I'm in my thinking mode, the thing that I love also is that you obviously are someone that always loves to learn and do different things and tap into your creative because you know when you're tapping into your creative you're living the best life for yourself and that's the thing I want to like I want people to listen if you're just sitting there and you're you have all these ideas you have these dreams but you don't do anything about it you're missing out and you just have to get up and do it it could be scary right i uh, Sujata all those things that you did I'm sure you were shitting your pants at some points
1: well can I tell you something Pretty much everything I do when I start, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, I mean, back in the day, I didn't have guidance or YouTube videos or anything to look at or to do. And, um, you know, maybe a few books here and there, but not much. But I, you know, a lot of people say to me, well, what makes you think you can do it? But to me, like, I'm just born with what makes me think I can't. I love that. Yes. Like, why wouldn't I try something if I get an idea? my brain is wired only to act on it. It's not wired to not act on it. And I think that anyone can think that way and anyone can rewire themselves to think that way. And, you know, there is no such a thing as failure. Look, if none of these things that I told you didn't work out for me, I know that I tried. And along with this list of everything I've done, there's other things that I've tried or industries that I've tried to be a part of and that didn't work out for me. But I also think that when you become so diversified and you have so many interests and you, you know, you, you put your hand in everything, something will work for you or all of it will work for you in the way that is geared for you. Because what one person may see as success, another person may not see that as success. So success is what you want, not what someone else says. These are the numbers. These are the markers. Success is your happiness in your heart and in your mind. Right there. That's a drop
0: the mic moment. That was beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. That was really beautiful. So tell us, okay, so then you you did all this stuff with your son and then where is that gone? And then what what is
1: what is the, where, where are you now? Okay, well, my son is, um, you know, he became a full on working actor, Uh, We still uh, shoot tapes. He gets to audition for some of the most amazing projects, projects that we see on TV and in the theaters, all of it. So, yeah, so that part is exciting. And the thing about that, you know, look, there's a lot of rejection. All actors know that. But I have told my son, and I taught this to him when he was really little, you do your best to learn that script, to know that character, to be that character. You give your best audition, whether it's in person when he was younger and now it's on tape. And when we were done, the script goes in the garbage. That's it. You don't even think about it again, unless that agent says, hey, we need another tape or hey, you've got a callback, which is awesome. Other than that, you just keep moving. You don't stop. You don't no. wonder like, hey, I did this. Now what? You know, and, and I um, have... I have taught him that and myself that for anything and everything we do. You just do and then whatever.
0: Yeah, and see what the outcome is. I love that. Just do your best and then see that. So that's that's a beautiful, yeah, that's an awesome thing.
1: For him now, that's going to be a branch for him for life if he chooses to keep it. Because once you're all tapped in with whatever it is that you're doing, right? Like everybody needs basics. You know, you need your equipment or you need to be signed up. Or if you have a business, you need your books and your accountant or, or you need to figure out how to make stuff. Whatever that is, once that first layer of foundation is built, you can go anywhere from there. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I love that. Again, drop the mic.
0: <laughs> okay, so tell us now where you are and what you're doing and um, and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So in my downtime, being a mom, um, one of our favorite things to do was to go off to the beach. Um, we happen to be blessed with some of our best friends and family that have Beach houses either on the beach or in just amazing locations that anybody would want to go to. So because I had this at my disposal every year, there were four beach spots that we would hit for long periods of time. And we would spend our summers in California because we would go on a lot of auditions out there to do the summer version of, you know, for the agents and the managers and everything out West. So um, when my son was four years old and we were going to all of these places, we would go to the beach. And of course, you know, kids get sand all over them. It's all over their toys. It's all over everything. And I don't like sand in the car, nor do I like traipsing it into someone's home or even a home I'm renting. So one day I went to the grocery store and I bought a brush and I, I used it to clean up all the sand off of my son's feet and his toys and everything, and I kept it in my bag. So then I wound up going down to St. Bart's, and I was using this brush, and a friend of mine said, Hey, what, is, what are you doing? What's that brush? And I said, Oh, it's it's just a brush to take all the sand off of you know my son's feet. And then people started asking me about it. So after that, I thought, well, what do I want to do next? What do I love? So I knew that I loved going to the beach. I knew that I loved shooting video and photo at the beach because it was so gorgeous and I was amassing this collection on my phone. Then I thought, you know what? I want my lifestyle to be what I do. So both of them merged together. So I created a logo and I create a, a trademarked my name. I called it Beach Sandy. It's a um, sun logo with a winged bird in it because I love birds. And um, I, I have a company called Beach Sandy. And then I made the brush and I made the brush and I made it into a kit and then I ordered it. And guess what? I didn't know where I was going to sell it. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. My husband said to me, you know, we have 3,000 brushes in our storage that have been sitting here for six months. Do you have a plan? And I said, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm just too busy being a mom right now. Like, it, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. So the brushes sat there for six months. Finally, I came across something. I don't even know how I found it on YouTube or online that said, You can sell on Amazon, sell your stuff on Amazon. And then I was like, wait, what is this? So of course now I'm down that YouTube rabbit hole while I'm cooking and while I'm brushing my teeth, watching a gazillion videos on how to set up on Amazon. And that's what I did. And I got one of the first ones because I remember... Because we live at the
0: beach, and so that is what I did. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" We have always, my mom always had all these different things in her thing, you know, because we do have sand in our in our car and our house. Of and course, so everyone
1: I, does if they go to the beach, sure. Yes, and I still have your your original
0: one in my beach bag. Oh, and so, by yeah. the
1: way, just so you know, those original ones. I hand-stitched 400 bags in my living room because I did not have a supplier to make the bags. I had the brushes, but I had to sell it in a bag, but I didn't let that stop me. You know, I was like, okay, I don't have a manufacturer, make these myself. So of course, you know, now I do, and I've added more products. I have an Amazon store and, you know, now I'm off in another direction. But the one thing I love about my business is that I have so much photo and video. I shoot on the beach, I pay all of the little cousins to be in the videos, so they're all excited and they're learning about entrepreneurship. But when I work every day, I get to see photos and videos of the people I love in the places I love. So it, I'm doing what I love. You're doing what you love, which I amazing. Can you tell people where they can find you? I have an, a store on Amazon, and um, my brush is the Beach Sandy Sand Remover. There's two different types, so you have a choice. And yeah, you can find it there. That's the easiest and quickest way to purchase it. B-E-A-C-H-S-A-N-D-Y Coastal Lifestyle Products. I have an Instagram page and that is Beach Sandy Brand on Instagram. And actually there's a link directly to my Amazon store from there. I have a Beach Sandy Brand Facebook page and uh, my name is Sujata Eyrick and that's S-U-J-A-T-A-E-Y-R-I-C-K.
0: Awesome. And where can people email you if they have questions? If they're like, I can't find it. Where do they email you? That's easy. That's wave, W-A-V-E, at beachsandy.com. Okay. And so then I know you have, you said I have another little venture. So what else is, what's the next, next thing? Yes.
1: So the next thing is, so this project technically started 25 years ago when I was on my favorite island in the world where I have family that lives there. And um, I started working with a brilliant German chemist on a marine-based beauty product. And um, this German chemist friend of mine comes from a family of uh, people that worked in the beauty cream business. They provided creams to German pharmacies. They did some stuff with the Swiss Burn Center. And he developed a carrier base that is just phenomenal, So back then, we were researching a lot of marine ingredients that could go into the cream. And, you know, we were um, thinking about doing things with home shopping. And it just was all too complicated back then. He lived in Germany. I lived here. And, you know, our lives took a different turn. So recently, um, we have been reunited and our project is back, and he asked me, he's like, do you wanna do this again? The times are different, and I said, yes. I said, awesome. I have to try this. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm ho- I'm hoping it's going to be killer and be able to help a lot of people, but you know, I don't know. So I'm gonna give it a shot, and I'm just gonna try. So we are working on a Blue Biotech uh, Marine Stem Cell Science-Based Beauty Cream. It's made in Germany, and basically what it will do is it's going to be a skin explosion for the health of your skin. And it will target areas that are needed to help fill in, you know, with nutrients and whatever your skin needs in those areas. It will take care of that for you. So it'll Oops. automatically find that those areas in your skin so it's not just a face cream it's a whole body cream no it's it's just a face cream and the star ingredients are marine stem cells and um, they're made in a very interesting way they take three of them and then they put the you know they extract the best stuff and it's all lab grown so we're not taking those marine cells out of the ocean and and you know so yeah there's some sustainability going on with that that portion of it i mean you know um, uh, the entire cream, I wouldn't say is sustainable, but we are trying to work with as many parts of the cream and the packaging and the plastic as we can. And we're just offering full transparency. We're not here to say, oh, yeah, we're fully sustainable. That's that's almost impossible for, for someone to really do, given all the different right. moving parts. But yeah. But you're
0: right. You're trying to do is, is the best that you can to do that, which is awesome. So what is Can people find that yet?
1: Or is that in, in production? That is in production. That will be called um, Sujata. And it's interesting because that's going to have uh, not the beach sandy logo. It's going to have the bird portion of the logo. It's a little tricky because I have one product that is more mainstream. And it's just an everyday product that you'd keep in your drawer or in, in your car um, a jacket pocket you know um, and then I have another product that's very science based it's a bit more luxurious you know So they're two different products, but it's, they're coming from the same heart and the same mind. And it's all about Marine and the beach. And I, you know, I love that these are things that I love. So it makes it easy.
0: I love that. It's something that's coming up. So like, I have an idea of doing a, where are you now segment in six months to like talk back to some of my guests that maybe have like, I know that are doing bigger things from when they were first on. So we'll have
1: to put you on that list. I mean, it's a journey for me as well. Right. I mean, I, I have not done a full on beauty cream before with, you know, I mean, I've definitely helped with packaging and fragrances and this and that, whatever we did before we went to trade shows, but this is my baby now it's here. So, and, and, you know, yeah, we, I've got a team in place of different people that are helping me with various parts of the business. So yeah, it's really exciting. And again, I'm stepping into something that I don't know so much, but, you know, I'm very confident. The main thing when you do beauty is your formulation. Where are you getting that formulation? And I personally would not even touch this unless I had the brilliant chemist that I have to work with and trusted. And I know him for so long and I know his work. That is the only reason why I would even step into that arena.
0: Which is awesome. Which is exciting. Well, so I cannot wait to see what happens. So I'm asking all my guests because the name used to be Next Stop Crazy Town, and we have rebranded, and we're growing, and it's your next stop. It just makes so much more sense for the you know the the guests that I have on. So, what does Crazy Town mean to you?
1: Oh my god, it means my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I hear Crazy Town, it excites me. Yes. It excites me because that means there are possibilities in that town, possibilities of an enormous magnitude, you know, anything and everything. And you can just go and find and do or not do. I would think that you could go to a crazy town and just watch. You know, and and, you know, people don't always have to be in the middle and in the thick of things. They can be observers and still gain a lot from that and and carry that with them in their life as well. But I would say that if I had to go to a town, it would be crazy town for sure. (laughs) I love that. And I love how you said,
0: Oh my gosh, my life. Like it was, there was no stopping, no skipping the beat because so that like crazy town to me is always such an endear, like an endearing thing because it's my life. It's my energy. It's my kids. It's my dogs. It's just the, my, my, the energy that's around me. So I love that you said that. So Sujata, thank you so much for coming on and, and telling us all about where you are. And we can't wait to follow you guys. Don't forget to go Sujata. It's all her say, yell out your,
1: your socials again. Beach Sandy brand on Instagram Beach Sandy brand on Facebook and wave w a v e at b e a c h s a n d y.com is my email. So awesome. Okay, well,
0: Sujata, thank you again for uh, for joining us and, and sharing your story with the next up. Not I was gonna say the next up crazy town audience, but the your next up audience, but we can combine them both. Guys, if you like what you hear, please rate, review, share. That is how we get this podcast out more. And Join us again for a, another amazing story of hearing someone that has followed a passion and has turned it into a career. So Sujata, thank you so much. Thank you,
1: Julia. This was awesome.
0: I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week.